Hallelujah. Well, Happy New Year again to y'all. Praise the Lord. We're expecting of great things, as Trudy brought out. Amen. I'm expecting great things. You expecting great things? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many know you got to be expectant? I said, how do you know you got to be expectant? You got to keep your uh, faith engaged and uh, keep your expectation out there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? Come on, or expect it. Hallelujah. Come on. So you got to kind of keep your expectation up there, and your faith will give it substance, praise God. We believe and we press in and we receive, praise God. There's all kinds of victories coming. Hallelujah. I appreciated the songs they sang today, praise God. Kind of a more of a victory type, uh, you know, charge, praise God, today. And, and to me, you know, you're coming into a new year. Uh, a lot of times, you know, into a new year, it's, it's kind of like standing at the, uh, at the, at the starting line again. Uh, for some, anyway, it kind of feels that way. Not that it has to be that way, but sometimes it kind of feels that way. A lot of times it's during the new year that we, uh, you know, we kind of maybe take a look at maybe taking a fresh new start, you know, or something. Or we look at, you know, New Year's resolutions or new declarations of things that you're standing for, believing for, new commitments, whatever it may be. Sometimes maybe just a, a new fresh determination towards something. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Sometimes just, you know, uh, stepping up to, to, you know, stand on a new level of courage maybe or something concerning something you're facing, you know, new strength of purpose, whatever it may be. Uh, but today, I'm going to kind of take advantage of that a little bit and be in the first of the year. And um, to me, it, um, it has a tendency to kind of look like a starting line for me. Um, I kind of always like to, you know, make some fresh declarations, kind of a new start in some things. Um, and so to me, I want to kind of talk about uh, running our race. How I many know we have a race to run? And um, I want to talk about, uh, you know, getting done this year what we got to get done. Amen. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, the bummer of, of sometimes of having uh, new resolutions and all that kind of stuff, that if, uh, if uh, you set up some new resolutions and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, maybe something didn't happen right, you got up too late, or you, uh, you, know, you forgot to read that chapter you were supposed to read, or whatever it may be, I didn't get an opportunity to pray this morning like I normally do, all the kind of things that the enemy tries to bring, uh, try, to, try to somehow disrupt, or somehow, uh, you, know, you know, some kind of a distraction of some sort, whatever it may be, it comes. And so, you have to settle it. I'm in it to win it. Amen. And so here we are today at the, you know, the starting line, so to speak. And so I just say, ready, set, go. Let's do it. Amen. Anybody with me on that today? So what I want to do is bring out about a half a dozen uh, keys concerning uh, running our race and, uh, you know, and doing this thing right, praise God. And I'm going to go out of first, out of 2 Timothy chapter 4, please. And really what I'm going to do is find uh, just some key verses that deal with Running a race, or you know, stay, you know, the, sometimes it says the word course, uh, stay the course, or run the race, amen, depending on your translation. Uh, but Paul wrote this, um, of course, this is at the end of uh, his time. Uh, he was, you know, getting ready to go home, be with the Lord. He says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. How many know there's a fight to fight? Come on now, there's a fight to fight. You, you, you know, no matter who you are as a believer, 
there is a fight to fight. Now, he calls it a good fight, and amen. I mean, if you stay in the fight and do what, what you need to do, guess what? Praise God, you win. I have fought the, fought the good fight. I have finished the race. There's a race to run, and we're going to talk about that today. Amen. And he noticed he said finished, right? I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. In other words, there's, a, there's an enemy to resist, and that's what he's talking about there. I mean, I stayed with it. I didn't back down, didn't quit, didn't give up just because uh, there was some pressure on me. Amen. I kept the faith, praise God. But we're going to look at this thing where it says, I finished the race. And the first thing I want to bring out, if we're going to run this race that we have to run, and look at your neighbor and say, we have to run it. We're called to run the race. Amen. Now, we can say, I don't want to do it. No, you get up to the line. Amen. Get ready. Come on. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to move forward. Amen. The first thing we got to do is we got a purpose to be finish-minded. Now, some say, well, why did you put that at the end? Because I think it's got to be the first thing. You know, it's, a, it's, it's wonderful how many people got great starts. Am I right? Some of you got some great testimonies. Uh, you know, what, what uh, happened in your life and uh, where you come, what you came out of and what happened and what, uh, you know, just how you came to know the Lord and, and got started in the things of God and, and many other testimonies that kind of build up uh, uh, to where you are now. And we give God praise for all of that, and that's all wonderful. But uh, in a lot of ways, it, it can be irrelevant. Because what really matters is how we're going to finish this thing. I mean, praise God for the starts. And I'm not trying to make light of, of where you come out of, but uh, you know as well as I do, in the end, it's not about how you start, it's about how you're going to finish. And so you've got a purpose in your heart to finish. You've got to settle it. Amen, I'm here to run this thing and do this thing and not quit, not give up. All right, I'm, I'm going to finish my race, praise God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish strong. Look at your neighbor and say, let's finish strong. You've got to settle that kind of thing. Amen, because all it takes is a little bit of pressure. Next thing you know, you know you're, you're backing up or you're quitting or you're done with it or, or whatever. Now, you got what it takes to, to do this. I said, you got what it takes to do this. I mean, every one of us were, you know, you kind of got, really in a sense, you got, uh, you know, victory, uh, you know, in, encoded into your DNA. Because you're a born-again believer who knows Christ, and because of that, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Look at your neighbor and say, even you. Hallelujah. Right? Amen. The Word says that you're, you know, a world overcomer. The world says you're, you're, you're more than a conqueror, praise God. The Word says, uh, you know, He's given you the victory. The Word says He's leading you in all triumph. You have what it takes to win. You have what it takes to finish. Amen. Philippians 3 and verse 14 says, I press toward the goal for the prize. In other words, I'm in it to win it, praise God. I'm not just, you know, just want to try to somehow drag across the finish line. Amen. I want to, I want to get there, praise God, and I want, to, I want to grab the prize, the prize of the upward call of, uh, of God in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm pressing toward the goal for the prize, praise God. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now, you all with me? Yep. Or did your New Year's wear you out? You can't get wore out already. Come on now. Hallelujah. So you have what it takes to finish. Amen. But you got a purpose to finish. Look at your neighbor and say, settle it. Hallelujah. You got to settle it, right? 
You got to settle it. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Let's look at some others here. Hebrews chapter 12, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're here to, we're here to, uh, uh, to purpose, to do what it takes, amen, to finish this thing. Amen. Verse 1 and 2, we're going to read. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Of course, those witnesses, those, those, that word witness just means one that provides evidence. Okay, so what we got done in chapter 11 just talked about all of the patriarchs of faith, the, the men and women of God and the, uh, who've done great things. Somehow they bore witness of, of their faith in God, believing God, and God doing a glorious thing, a breakthrough, a miracle, whatever, because of their stand in faith. Amen. He says, let us lay aside every weight. How I many know there's a lot of times there are things that bog you down? Every weight, lay aside every weight and, every, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And how many know that uh, the enemy sometimes tries to hook you up, tries to get you entrapped, ensnared, amen, with things. Are you with me? Hallelujah. But it says, let us run. Hallelujah. Let us run. Everybody say run. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let's go ahead and read verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, amen, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured, amen, the cross. In other words, his race, he ran his race, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, amen. Praise God. The point being made there is that is, he's asking you to do, you know, what he's done. He was already willing to do, amen. He, he bore his cross, Amen. The scripture says to bear your cross, to, to press on, to, to endure no matter what you're up against or facing. Just press through it, praise God. So back to verse 1. Let's look at another principle here. The first one, of course, being uh, we're going uh, to be finish-minded. Amen. But here it says, it says here, let us run with what? Endurance. Let us run with endurance. All right. Now the Amplified brings out, let us run with patient endurance. I like that. And steady and active persistence. Amen. That's the Amplified. Let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence. Praise God. The word endurance in itself, at least this word here, I believe it's hupomene. I believe it's the Greek word. And it means patience, uh, continuance, constancy or consistency. Amen. Perseverance, fortitude, or to remain steady. All right. These are just the synonyms of that. Let me give it again. Patience. Continuance, constancy, or consistency, uh, perseverance, fortitude, or to remain steady, all right? So the second one here is this, okay? You're going to have to have patient endurance if you're going to finish this thing, right? Hallelujah. How many know inconsistency lies the power? When it's talking about a patient endurance, all right, what it's talking about is a consistency. Amen. If you're going to get to the end, you're going to have to remain consistent about some things. Sometimes it's, it's the lack of consistency that hangs us up. Let me try this side. Amen. Sometimes it's the lack of consistency that hangs us up. See, sometimes you have to understand it's not that you're doing the wrong thing. You're just, you're just not doing the right thing enough. You're just not staying with it. Believe me, I've, over the years we've, we've seen it where people just don't stay with it. They just don't stick it out. Stay with it. Get your breakthrough. Get your miracle. Don't back down every time the pressure's on. 
purpose in your heart. I'm in this thing to win it, praise God. I'm going to finish this thing, praise God. I'm in it no matter what the pressure is. I refuse to back up. I refuse to quit. I refuse to look back, turn back, draw back. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God with the greater one on the inside of me. I will press through, praise God. I will run with endurance. The race that is set before me, praise God. Many times that's the only thing that has ever, that really, that, that in a sense brought a victory in our lives. I can speak for Trudy and myself. It's just the fact we just kept going. It wasn't without a few question marks. It wasn't without a few, uh, you know, wondering how come this or why that. You just put one foot in front of the other and you keep moving. And pretty soon you start getting your answers. Pretty soon there comes the breakthrough. You get another notch on the belt, praise God. Another success, another victory. And you keep going. Pretty soon you're getting it more and more and more. But you got to have a patient endurance. you got to be willing to run with endurance. You with me? Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, verse 36, it says this, For you have need of endurance. That's that same word, patient endurance. Okay, you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. In other words, you've you've done the things you know you're supposed to do, but you stay with it, you stick with it. You don't get done with something and you go, Well, I've already done that. I guess it don't work. No, you stay with it. You stick with it. You know, uh, um, in fact, uh, Chapter 6 and verse 15, talking about Abraham, he says, So after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. He stayed with it. How many know he had a few obstacles? Come on, somebody. Not everybody agreed with him. Not everybody in the household agreed with him. At first, is anybody hearing me? Not everybody around agreed with him. Everybody around thought he was halfway nuts. The boy had been, you know, too much sun or something. His wife thought that about him. And then pretty soon she got it, right? And once she got a hold of it, guess what? They had the promised child. Is anybody hearing me today? But he had to patiently endure, had to stay with it, amen, to obtain the promise. Earlier in that same chapter, just through your faith and patience, you inherit your promises. you got to stick with it. So you may be believing, but you got to keep believing. You may be using your faith, and your faith is doing what it's supposed to do. But you're not seeing the result yet. So what do you do? Well, you keep believing. You keep pressing forward. You don't let your mouth get the best of you. You don't let your uh, attitude get the best of you. You don't let your, uh, you know, your, the, 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 the wrong thoughts get the best of you. Listen, we're not denying the existence of any of that mess. you got to say, you know what? I'm running with endurance. Patient endurance. I'm going to stick with it, stay with it, not back down, not quit, praise God. I'm moving forward. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. So you got to have some endurance. you got to have some patient endurance is how I wrote it down here, all right? Verse 2, then it says, looking unto Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, there's a key is, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to look unto Jesus, right? Amen. you got to keep looking. So what you're doing is you're staying focused on the author and the finisher of our faith. The Amplified brings it out this way. It calls him the leader and our source. 
Everybody say source. Now, the reason that means because this word looking unto means to consider attentively or to look unto, and it actually brings out as your source. So I'm looking unto Jesus not just to say, oh, well, isn't he wonderful? No, it's more about looking unto him saying he's my source. He's the reason I'm moving forward. He's the reason I can move forward. He's my, he's my answer. He's my uh, solution. He's my wisdom. He's my counsel. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my provider. I'm looking unto him as the author, amen, and the finisher, the originator, and the perfecter of my faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Philippians 1 and verse 6 said, He who has begun a good work in you. Hallelujah. We'll finish it. Look at your neighbor and say, See, there's still hope. See, that's why you keep moving forward. See, we can be confident, it says even. Confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher, praise God. You know, it could have just said he's the author of our faith. It could have said that. It could have just said he's the author of all this. We do all this because he authored it. it he's the originator of it. But he said he's also the perfecter of it. He's the author, of the, also the finisher. So we can be confident of this very thing, that he has begun a good work. Hallelujah. We'll complete it, praise God, until the day of the Lord. In other words, as under the day, praise God. It means, means it doesn't, and just something that happens someday when you get in the suite by and by. He means you can bring you into a place of perfection even before his return. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people are just put every, their life on hold and say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Get me out of this mess. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure heaven's got to be better than this place. And I'm sure being, you know, you know, face-to-face -face in that sense is probably even better than, than the, those quiet moments you have with God. Probably, probably the truth, you're seeing that because everything else you're seeing around, it could be wonderful. But you know what? Hallelujah, the Word says this. He can empower you and strengthen you, amen, and finish what He's doing in you right here, praise God, so you can get a work done. You know, sometimes you got to think beyond yourself. You ain't just here for you. You're here also for those around you. Come on now. You're called to be a, uh, be a part of something bigger than yourself. Well, he's not asking anybody to do that in their own strength. He says this. He says, listen, first, you need some patient endurance to stick with it. And if you do that, the one that started this thing will be the one that will finish it for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's begun a good work. Hallelujah. We'll finish it. Praise God. He's the author and the finisher. But let's go back to that. It says, looking unto Jesus. So you're going to have to put your attention toward that. Stop looking at the, the pitfalls. Stop looking at the pressure and start looking at him. Are you with me? Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, we get off focus. Now, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but sometimes we just get off focus. We start looking to the wrong things. He's your source. Everybody say source. He's your source, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you still with me? All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, please. First Corinthians chapter 9. Ready, set, go. Here we go. Come on, right? Hallelujah. So again, hallelujah, the first one. Hallelujah. 
be finished-minded. Hallelujah. Walk with some endurance. Run with some endurance. Second one. Next one, look, look under your source. Look under Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. These are just keys. You do these things, guess what? You'll actually finish your race. I said you'll actually finish your race. Man, listen, nobody wants to get to heaven and then find out you didn't finish. I don't think God's going to kick you back out. I don't think that for a minute, but, uh, you know, and I don't think you, you know, you're going to, uh, you know, get, you know, a boot in the buns or anything like that when you get to heaven. And he even says there ain't even going to be tears. But, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping there ain't going to be no remorse. And, you know, maybe there won't. Maybe just be so glad you're there. You don't, you know, you know we don't worry about all that. But we also do know that there is a reward system that's set up. And there is a time you stand face to face with him. And you find out whether you finished or you didn't finish. Whether you did what you were supposed to do or didn't do. Now, I'm not here to depress you. That's not what I want to do. My heart is just to tell you this, all right? Stay with it. Don't back up. Don't quit. Don't give up. Amen? Keep pressing. I'd rather go out, go out of here in faith than go out of here, uh, you know, without it. I'd rather go out of here, amen, having my faith engaged, believing Him, trusting in Him. Come on. Anybody with me? Hallelujah. Do you not know? This is 1 Corinthians 9, verse 22 or 24, pardon me, 24. It says this, uh, do you not know that those who run in a race, look at your neighbor and say, run your race. Hallelujah. It said they all run, but one receives the prize. Amen. Normal, natural running. That's what's going to happen. But it says run in such a way that you may obtain it. Obtain what? The prize. You do what it takes. Amen. Hallelujah. Make a, a no turning back decision here. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Amen. So you're in it to win it, right? And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Everybody say temperate. Temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Praise God. Therefore, I run, thus not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight not as one who beats the air. And I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. But I discipline my body, and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified or unapproved there. Come on now. A castaway, it also means shipwrecked. It also means, another word there, it means amen. So I don't want to be disqualified. I don't want to be shipwrecked. So I, I want to run my race and I want to do it right. So there's some things in this text that bring out, uh, that help us to, uh, to stay in the race, amen, to finish this thing. And if you get up there to verse 25, it says the word temperance. Hallelujah. Everybody say temperance. Huh. What's that? Well, it just means to exercise self-control. But better yet, it means to exercise self-restraint. To learn to set boundaries is what it means. All right? So uh, temperate in all things. All right? Then if you kind of go down to verse 27, it uses the word discipline. Everybody say discipline. It's real similar, but, it's a, but it is different. It means to subdue. To keep under, to, uh, to uh, buffet your body, not, not go to a buff, buffet, but to buffet your body. Well, some days I read that, I think, hey, Golden Corral sounds wonderful right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it means uh, to bring into compliance. So what you have here is uh, talking about temperance in the area of setting boundaries, self-restraint, and then bringing everything into compliance. And so it's talking about, in a sense here, the similar deals is talking about setting boundaries and also talking about developing maybe some good habits. So if you want to finish the race, sometimes you got to set some boundaries. 
That doesn't mean you, you, you know, that's the, that's the problem sometimes with, um, you know, uh, New Year's resolutions. We might have, you know, we set up, you know, our list, and on, in our list might have all these boundaries we want to set on ourselves. Come on. And then all of these uh, new things we want to do. And about two days into it, we mess up on it. So we blew it. So forget it. We don't need that no more. Back to business as usual. And the, the enemy's good at, at, you know, getting you caught up in that. But we're talking about here in the area of, uh, especially in the area of temperance, amen, little by little learn to set some boundaries. You know, learn whatever it is that you're working through and doing. and do Set some boundaries a little bit. Amen. Corral yourself a little bit. And you can, you can, you know, uh, you know, sometimes if you get in the Philippians 3, it talks about, you know, uh, you know, as you press toward the mark, sometimes it's talking about, you know, short-term things toward the long-range things, you know, and so sometimes uh, that's okay. But the bottom line is learn to set some boundaries. I want to do less of this. Uh, this week than I did last week, or I want to do, you know, or you're setting new habits. I want to do more of this uh, than I did last week. And purpose to let it climb and develop. Don't just think that everything right out of the chute has to be different. Come on now. Now I'm trying to help you here. You know, I do push-ups, and I do uh, different exercises and things I do, and, and, um, um, I do a couple hundred push-ups a day, and and um, uh, but it didn't start there. See, this is why this is why when you go to secondhand stores, the biggest area is where all the exercise equipment is. I mean, never I, you never need to go buy new exercise equipment. Every second-hand store has stuff that's barely been used. In fact, most of these exercise equipment were, were nothing but clotheslines. <laughs> Coat hangers. Oh, well, anyway. I'm not trying to pick on nobody. I'm just saying but we've all been there where we said in the very beginning, bless God, I'm going to do all this, and I'm going to do all this, and I'm going to do all this. And then about three days in, they the heck with that. Right? You pulled every muscle the first time you got on that piece of equipment. And you think, man, I, I guess I wasn't made to do this. So, oh, well, maybe next year. Come on, right? And it's no different with the things of God. I've had people you know, say, well, bless God, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, you know, 17 books a day. Praise God. No, you're not. Just purpose in your heart to, you know, a chapter, a couple chapters or something, something that's, that's doable. And I'm going to say this, and if you get off it, don't quit. Just get back on it. See? Finish-minded. Endurance. Just get back and go. Don't let the devil, you know, you know manipulate you into quitting something that you, you're purposing in your heart to do. Well, I'm going to pray every day for an hour. Well, if you're not doing anything now, let's try five minutes. Oh, pastor, that's doubt and unbelief. Whatever. 
you got to start somewhere and let it build. That's what we're saying. Temperance is about setting some boundaries. Amen. If you have to adjust those things as you go on, that's what you do. Are you with me? Discipline is the same thing. Amen. You're trying to start doing some new things, some right things, setting up some, some better habits. Praise God. Let it build. Let it develop. I'm trying to tell you, this is how you get to the end. Otherwise, what happens, you get partway into this thing and you quit because you feel like there's no way. I'm so far behind. I can't do this. And then what happens, there goes another year. And you could have just kept moving. You'd have been much further down the road and probably on the right road if you had just picked her back up and started doing it again. Anybody with me? Feeling whooped on or not trying to do that. My heart is just, I, I, I've seen so many people, they, they, they come out of the chutes. And then about three, three days into it, next thing you know, no longer coming to church. I'm done reading my Bible. I'm not praying anymore. Uh, you know, it just didn't work out for me. I guess I'm just not made for that. No, you're being manipulated by the enemy. Amen. So learn how to be temperate and disciplined. Little things. Do it little by little, step by step. Let it grow. Let it develop, praise God. Are you still with me? (laughs) Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's back up here. Verse uh, 25. No, verse 26. That's where we want to go. Verse 26, please. All right. So that one there was be temperate. In all things, amen, and disciplined, amen. So that was what the next one. So let's go back over. Finish-minded, patient endurance, amen, looking unto Jesus as your source, amen. Be tempered in all things and disciplined, amen. Hallelujah. This one here, uh, it says here in verse 26, Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats the air. Okay, this is a key here, okay? Okay, so I run thus, not with uncertainty. In other words, I need to run with some certainty. Okay, but what's the word uncertainty mean? Okay, so this is what we're not to do, all right? But it, mean, it means indecision, hesitation, means lacking sureness or confidence, okay? But we're called to run with certainty. Amen, we, we need to be focused. Are you with me? Everybody say focused. And poised is what it's talking about. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not cowering every time something happens. I'm not hesitant. I'm not indecisive all the time. You know, I, I know what I'm, I know where I'm headed. Amen. So there's a lot of things that get, uh, uh, you can touch on this. I'm just kind of, you know, quickly touch on it. But distractions, there's so many distractions that get you up and down. Pretty soon, that's what makes you, uh, you know, hesitant. And, and you know, you're, you're up and down because everything, gets, everything else gets your attention. So you got you to somehow be somewhat focused so we run with certainty. Everybody say certainty. You got to have some of that. You got to have some focus here, and you got to be poised. You can't just let the devil run you over all the time. Thus, I fight not as one of beasts the air. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm back. I'm choosing my punches. I'm not just swinging in the air. What do I do? I don't know. Bind this. Bind that. Loose this. Loose that. What do we do? I don't know. Resist something. Oh, you're doing it about, you know, about, you know, have you ever been in a boxing match? 
If you don't know what you're doing, I mean, you, it, it, you're not even halfway into the first round, and you're like, please ring the bell, ring the bell. Because the guy that knows what he's doing is kind of back just choosing his punches, waiting for you to wear out. What do you think the devil does? I'm over here. No, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. Here I am. Here I am. <sighs> and because you're uncertain and you're not focused, everything gets your attention. Pretty soon you're trying to put out this fire and put out this fire and put out this fire. And no longer running. Thus I run not with uncertainty. In other words, I have some certainty about me. I'm poised. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I'm one, praise God, that knows where I'm headed, what I'm out, what I'm about, why I'm in this ring, or why I'm on this race, I should say. Amen. Why and how come? Amen. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm headed, praise God. And I will finish. Are you with me? Think about some of this. Um, distractions. Well, Martha was distracted with much serving. It wasn't even a bad thing. But she wasn't doing, she was, the word said she was distracted. Peter got distracted with the wind when he was walking on the water. Walking on the water already. But he got distracted. Mark 4 talks about the cares of this world. It's all it takes, just a few cares of the things, and pretty soon you forget who you are, you forget where you're headed, you forget what it's about. Second Timothy brings out the affairs of this life. It could be just natural things. It ain't, like, it ain't like really any of this has to be bad things. It's just things. It's just stuff. It's just, you know, life and, and family and all the things. Somebody said, well, what are you talking? Listen, sometimes you get so caught up in everything, you forget that you're in a race. You forget that, there's, there, that, that you have a God that's with you. Keep running. Sometimes the ones you keep stopping to try to fix, if you just kept running, maybe they'd jump in. And some of you look at me like, oh, he's uncaring. No, I'm not. You're sitting here not finishing what you need to finish because you're too busy, you know, being distracted with everything. Get in the race and stay in the race. Do what you're called to do. It's in those moments that God gives you the leadings and the biddings and the promptings. It's in those moments that God shows you what to do, what to say, how to do it, what not to do. It's in those moments, praise God, hallelujah, that others look at you just like we look at the patriarchs of faith. They can look at you and say, there's somebody bearing witness of what God can do. They should be able to look at your life. He says, you're the salt, you're the light, and the Word says they ought to be able to look at you and see God in your life. And it's not because, you know, it's not because we're uncaring. It's not because we don't really care about anybody else's walk or anybody else's life. That's not true. But see, you still have a race to run. And my thought is this, I'll just, anybody that says that, 
I want to slap it back in your face because my thought is if you really love them people, if you really were caring, if you really did, you'd run your race and do what you're called to do to make a difference. Now, have I lost you? Stay in it. Run with certainty. Amen. Another thing that gets in the way is fear. Fear will create more hesitation, more indecision, more lack of confidence, fear of failure, fear of the unknown. We can go on and on and on about what the Word has to say about different types of fear, and all of it's demonic. They're trying to get you to get distracted. Pretty soon you think, oh, I can't do nothing. Wait a minute. Stay in the race. Keep running. You're not your source. He's your source. Stay focused on him and let him change your life and grow you up. Come on, whatever. Let him show you what to do and how to do this. Listen, you need some victories in your life. You need some victories in your life. You need to get some breakthroughs. You need to get some notches on the belt. And the only way that's going to happen is you've got to stay with it, stick with it, stay con- uh, connected, run with some certainty, praise God. Don't let yourself be distracted with everything. Sometimes you've got to see those distractions as nothing but a ploy of the enemy. And even when he's using those whom you love dearly, But somehow the enemy manipulates and does things to try to create all kinds of distraction that get you knocked out of the race. Years ago, you know, I always use this when I get talking about running. You know, I was a trackster, so that's kind of my, that was my thing. I started running when I was just a little kid. You ran Junior Olympics, and, and uh, so we did, did that for years and then moved into you know, your junior high and your high school years and your college years, and I ran track all through all that. And um, I remember one of the times that, um, you know, running a race, and I, they put me in this hurdle race, and I'm, I wasn't much of a hurdler, but I was pretty quick. So it was kind of one of those things, you jump the hurdle and speed to the next hurdle and jump it, and I usually had miserable form. I was never could never get my form down. And, uh, but, but I could win some races. So that was, you know, they put me in that stuff. Well, one time I, you know, those of you been around, you've heard my story probably in this, but one time I caught a hurdle and just did a face plant. And, uh, I, all I could hear, you know, I mean, you you know, you can imagine, poof, you're just like, oh, and I could hear my coach, Roberts, get up and run. He was clear on the other side up in the bleachers. I got up and started running because I was completely off step. Hit the next hurdle. Bang! Another face plant. Robert! Get up and run! Sometimes I feel like the coach. People! Get up and run! Well, anyway, about that time when we got done saying that, the line judge was standing right there. He said, I wouldn't. Literally, the line just said, I wouldn't, because he saw how hard I hit. And I just, I took his advice. So I got up and kind of put my tail between my legs and walked back to the bus. 
regretted it. So I'm in college now, running another hurdle race. This is an indoor meet. And this particular track, it had, they had a, a, a closed off interior, like a gym or whatever it was. And the outside, it was like a tunnel. All the way around was this short track. And I'm running this hurdle race, and the same thing happened. I caught a hurdle, did a face plant. And all I could hear was, Roberts, get up and run. I thought, I am not going back to the bus this time. I got up and headed down. I did finish the race. Uh, you know, didn't win nothing, but I finished. Hallelujah on that one. Come on, somebody. But the point is this, amen, hallelujah. It isn't worth walking back to the bus. We've got to finish some things. We've got to get some victories. got to get some successes. got to get across that finish line once in a while. Refuse to quit and give up. Just because you had a, a stumble or because you, you know, something didn't go right or, or whatever. Everybody say run with some certainty. Hallelujah. Let's go to the last one here, Acts 20. Are you doing okay or am I boring you? I'm boring you? Oh, somebody said yes. So I, thought, I don't want to bore you. I am going to finish though. Acts 20, another kind of a good text here. Verse 22, it says, And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulation await. Now, most people, if they got that word of the Lord, they'd say, forget that. I ain't going that way. But Paul said, listen, I'm bound in the Spirit. I'm going to do what God told me to do, and God told me what I need to do, what I need to finish. And yet everybody, even by, even, even, even people prophetically were giving him a word of the Lord saying, there's some trouble ahead here. He says, no, I know what God wants me to do, and that's what I'm going to do. I fought the good fight. I finished my race. Amen. Come on, right? Are you with me? I kept the faith. So here, here's, here's part of it. So no matter what the pressure is, no matter what's going on, no matter what he had to face, he made the decision, I'm staying in this thing till I'm done. But it says this, uh, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. You overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony, and loving not your life even unto death. Why is that? Because if you're more concerned about you, you ain't going to finish. Because there's going to be moments you're going to be staring the enemy in the face. And you have to know who you are and choose to keep moving forward regardless. Listen, if you will do that, you win. If you'll do that, you win. Most people just get faced with their pressure or whatever and they back up or quit. They said, nobody, nobody should have to go through this. Listen, go through it, get a victory, get a success, get a notch on the belt so you got something to brag on God about. And once you press through those moments, you'll realize the enemy ain't nothing. Listen, one day, we, we've all heard this, but one day, scriptures prophesy about it. It says one day you're going to go and you're going to spend time and you're going to get a glimpse of what the enemy was. The word says you're going to literally say, he's the one that made the nations tremble. He's the one that caused me to back up. He's the one that made me riddled with fear. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 
Because you're going to see him for who he is. He's got no place over you as a child of God. He has no authority in your life. None. Because you are, hallelujah, a child of the Most High. Praise God. Part of the household of faith. The family of God. Hallelujah. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Praise God. Press on through this stuff. So he said that I may finish my race with joy. Man, are you kidding me? I'll finish, but I'm not going to like it. I'm going to finish, but if I have to. No, man. He says, man, you're going to finish with joy. And the ministry, in other words, finish the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. How I have something to testify about. Why? Because I refuse to quit. But it says here, another ingredient is the word joy. Everybody say joy. I'm going to finish with joy. Amen. I'm going to run with joy. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know joy is not some passing emotion? Happy is an emotion because it's based on a happening. That's why there's certain things go on you're not happy. Why? Because I don't like what happened. But even when you're not happy about something, you can still maintain a thing called joy. Are you with me? Everybody say joy. See, it's not some passing emotion. All right? But joy is a divine empowerment to hold you steady when the pressure's on. I'm going to finish with joy. Hallelujah. I got joy. I got joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Now, Nehemiah 8 and 10 says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. So that's one of the reasons you want to have joy. Everybody say joy. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. It's the empowerment. It's divine empowerment. Praise God. It's that thing on the inside that will keep you steady regardless of the pressure you're dealing with. Now, there's different ways to get joy. How do you maintain joy? So you got to run with joy, so you got to know how to maintain joy. Are you with me? All right, so there's three main things that you'll find that'll help you with joy. Number one, Psalm 1611, a verse we've used multiple times over the last uh, several, you know, last month at least. It says, I will show you the path of life in his presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. But in his presence is fullness of joy. Amen. So how many know you got to hang out in his presence some? It's key. All right, there's joy there. Okay, well, Pastor, I know i got to finish, and I'm supposed to be joyful, but I can't be joyful. Get in his presence a little bit. Spend some time with him face-to-face. Hallelujah. Draw on joy. Draw on that divine empowerment. Hallelujah. Because there is where the fullness of joy is. Can I hear a big amen? Hallelujah. The fullness of joy is there. Now, Jesus also told us in in, uh, John 15, in verse 11, he said this, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Praise God. I mean, that's a good promise. But you know, he said, these things I've spoken to you. So not only presence will bring joy in your life, but in the word of God. These things I've spoken, the words from above can bring joy. So that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. 
So not only presence, but time, not only in his presence, but also in his word. you got to spend some time in that word. Joy will come. Come on. But you're going to have to spend some time in the word. Okay? Hebrews chapter uh, 10, I believe it is. Common text. In fact, I probably wouldn't mind reading a little bit more of this, but it says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting, encouraging. Amen. Literally means to encourage, to help one another bring. It's talking about really exhorting, encouraging, getting you on top. Really another way of saying that divine empowerment, hallelujah, from above called joy. Exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Listen, you go to church more as time goes on, not less. Somebody says, well, you're the preacher. You're supposed to say that. Yes, I am. (laughs) Hello. Okay. But you got to have time in his presence. You got to have time in his word. You got to have time in his his house with his people. There's something about it when you get around one another. Somebody, well, most of the people I get around just depress me. Well, then you need to go back to some of the first things we talked about. But I have found, praise God, there's something about it when you get around one another and you start talking Jesus, you start talking the things of God, you start encouraging one another, all of a sudden there's an empowerment that comes. All of a sudden, man, you're ready to bite the back end of that chair in front of you, praise God, like a tiger. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take it on, praise God. There's something about the house of God, hallelujah, being around the people of God, amen, that helps bring some joy. there. Did you get something? Give God praise. Come on, somebody. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.